and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura shuk Hey, Laura. Hello, hello. How you doing? I am showing up in, in my imperfection and all. I'm embracing it today. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because I think we always have to embrace our imperfection. That's actually a good <laughs> podcast topic on its own. Oh, yeah. But um, today we actually wanted to dive into something that I've been getting a lot of questions about in my in our Facebook group, you know, Women in the Business Arena, and also amongst my clients. And that is, you know, we I think a lot of people who have done self-development or spirituality or psychology stuff, they kind of have a reference point for what integration is. But for a lot of people, they're asking, what is integration? What does it mean? You know, when we talk about sort of integrating our, the parts of ourselves, what does that actually look like? And so that is the topic I wanted to dive in today. And I think one of the things we have to look at is why is this topic even important in business? Laura, what are your thoughts on that? Mm. Well, I know that, you know, I've had my own kind of reflections on integration for some time now as an entrepreneur, I think especially, I went about wanting to kind of break down the silos that separate all this compartmentalizing that we do as women, where it's, this is my hat that I wear as a mom. This is uh, my hat as a partner, um, as a daughter, as a independent woman. Like these are all the different things that I'm handling. And we used to talk, and we still use this term balance a lot, like the idea of balancing, but that often brings up sort of this equal time balancing, you know, where we're just allocating time and energy across the board in this miraculous <laughs> pose of balance, which is not very sustainable, not realistic. So then sometimes we all, myself included, have kind of thrown the, the balance out and I think integration is a different way of thinking about what we mean when we speak about healthy balance. You know, integration for me is more, it's a better fit to describing what it is that I'm aiming for by moving away from compartmentalizing everything and starting to be more holistic in my approach to myself and to the different things that I'm doing in my life and in business. So what about you? Does that sound resonant? Yeah, it does actually. That's a really good way to look at it, I think. And and I think, you know, a lot of times when I talk about integration, I'm probably talking about self-integration, right? Which is exactly what you're talking about as well. How do we become more whole? 
And, and that's really where we, I think we sort of need to start is what does integration even mean? And the actual definition is just around, you know, parts becoming whole, right? So when we talk about self-integration, we're talking about different aspects of ourselves that come into more of a harmonious wholeness, you know, as a being, or you might look at, th- at someone like Brene Brown talks about wholehearted living, you know, that's, that's sort of back to that idea of wholeness. And in business, this becomes really important because if we're just operating in one part of ourselves and we're dissecting the other parts of ourselves, our attention is dissected, our strengths are dissected, our power is dissected, our energy is dissected, and that doesn't really allow for us to succeed wholeheartedly in business. Whereas I feel like the more integrated we are as people, as beings, the more effective we are in our business, the more successful our business will be, the more power we bring to the table. Um, and I think that's sort of what I, the way I look at it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, when we sort of look at um, the culture and the historical landscape of business, you know, there's that normative Mel lens. And I think for men, it served them to think about business and themselves separate. So they had their business time and life, and then they had leisure time. And <laughs> They didn't really have a lot of the other caretake du- care care worker duties that mm-hmm. women have had. So for them, it maybe fit into. And I'm thinking, you know, the 50s, the 60s. Um, it's like when that really was um, emphasized and highlighted in the media and the way that men were definitely to have the career and the do you know the one earner, uh, the breadwinner going off and then having a work day and then coming home. And the wife was just there in her perfect pearls and preparing the <laughs> roast, <laughs> right? And like, what did he have to integrate? I mean, what what was there to integrate? He just had pretty much his work life and then he came home and there was this leisure life. It was about rest and um, being home with the family. And I think that, you know, because that was sort of the just for the sake of it being a male normative lens that shaped much of how we think about work and life then it's really been up to us as women have entered the workforce to pause and question that way of thinking about it. Not to say that it was particularly wrong that they did it. It worked for them. But now we have to question as women, if we're entering in the business world and we want to change this arena, I think it's time for us to say, is it really conducive to the integration that we want to experience as people? And can we change it so that there's more opportunity to to feel like a whole person while we're in our careers and in our family and in our personal self-care. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, we can definitely talk about it from the terms of masculine and feminine, because I think in general, the masculine uh, energy, it's, it's easier in that framework to compartmentalize. Like it is easier for most men to compartmentalize than it is for women. I find women, it's a struggle to separate our motherhood, for instance, from our, you know, business or our business from our um, home life. And, you know, all of these aspects actually bleed over into each other. So a lot of people who come to me about business, we're never just working on business. It's their relationship that's affecting their business or their, you know, partner their kids or their motherhood or their guilt or there's all these aspects that are actually woven into them operating their business. And I don't think it should be um, dissected and compartmentalized for women because I don't think it's conducive for our success or our growth or our best selves coming to the table. 
But I also think we we should go back to some of the, the real basic looking at integration in the personal development space, because this is true for men or women across the board. I mean, the way I kind of look at it is that, you know, we are sort of, I don't know if we're born with it or, you know, somewhere in the universe, this might dip into some of the spirituality components that we often talk about. You know, I think that there is a whole self, right? A wholeness. And we're sort of here in this world and here on this planet to be integrating parts of ourselves that aren't harmonious. So parts of ourselves that are wounded, parts of ourselves that, um, you know, are not aligned that we don't accept as an example. And the more whole we become, the more effective we are, the more happy we are, the more fulfilled we are, the more freedom we have. And so I think, you know, maybe let's spend a little bit of time talking about sort of some of the basic personal integration concepts. Oh, yeah. I like to dive there because often uh, integration can be sort of thrown around um, just like as a word that we're all thinking we should be more integrated. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) But but it's like, what does it mean really? um, And how do we go about integration? I mean, one of the key pieces um, that is at the core of becoming an integrated person is awareness of self first. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure you see that with so many clients that, um, and with my clients and with just myself, even, you know, it's like, sometimes we're so ready to get to the end goal of integration of what, or what, where we think we should be, but we can't really be there until we get really honest with ourselves and allow ourselves to start seeing, have awareness and have a more clear perception of ourselves as we are now, like in the present, what's actually, um, going on for me? What's the self that I'm currently experiencing? I mean, how much of myself do I even claim as me? Am I connected to my body? Do I allow myself to completely receive my thoughts? Or is that critical voice like constantly um, dividing and conquering, right? So how integrated are we already? And then how many divisions have we maybe created because we're trying to live in a world in which we're trying to just get by and protect ourselves. And we're living in kind of old, um, patterns, you know, because I find that the more disconnected or, um, separated out we are from ourselves, then the more, um, healing we have to do. And there's a whole theory in psychology called the internal family systems. Richard Swartz created this idea that we have all these parts that we start to create within Mm. our psyche and these parts all have roles and the true essential self you can only get to. And the essential self is the core integrated self of personality and soul and, and psyche and, and it, you can only get to by starting to understand and develop awareness around all these different parts of yourself. Yeah. So that was kind of a long answer, but (laughs) no, no. And I totally agree. And I think self-awareness is 
obviously a huge key. I mean, it's interesting because it's funny. This is sort of the discussion why I came up with this topic today is because in my group, there's this discussion amongst my clients because people who have been in the program for a while, you know, often will have goals for the week that talk around, you know, talk about basically I'm giving myself space for integration and newer people in the program are kind of like, what is integration? And why would you give yourself space for it? Don't you want to accomplish things? Like, isn't this about, you know, tasks and, you know, but the people who've been here for a while, they recognize and understand that it's really important to integrate more of their uh, blocks or their um, wounds or the things that are actually getting in the way of their success. Because the truth is, is that although business structures, marketing, all of these pieces that we talk about sometimes in this program are important, I've actually found that an unintegrated um, block or an unintegrated wound can often be the source of why a business is not succeeding. And so then it requires integration to be able to really work on it. And I think, you know, the challenge is, is that the world in general is not conducive or supportive of integration because what integration requires is acceptance, right? Uh, you know, self-awareness, acceptance, uh, love, uh, exploration, curiosity, like that all takes time and space. It's not, you can't rush integration. You can't like be like, I'm going to integrate today. Let's do it. Like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and, and so then what ends up happening is that the world wants to push us to move faster, push us to accomplish more, control things. But integration really can't be controlled. It's a, You can have tools that help it to move along faster, like acceptance. But the, the path of integration is nonlinear. And so it's a really interesting path. Yes. And those two points of, of how culture, one, just there's not a lot of examples of integration. There's so much um, compartmentalizing and so many ways in which we see uh, things separated out. I mean, even, you know, this was a big issue for us when our children were smaller. I still have my you know, we still have the small ones, but I'm thinking with Kaya and Sahara, our older daughters, when we were parenting, that was something that we had to go to Rudamaya in Austin that was this community coffee house to integrate both ourselves as social beings that wanted to talk about our business and have our kids available, you know, right there. <laughs> like we had to go to certain places because in so many restaurants and in so many public places, people don't want to see your kids um, right there with you if, if it's a, a more like adult space, right? So there's so many ways that we see separation and we see um, the culture giving us the message like, hey, this is only for this and this only happens here. And then the other piece is the, the pace in which we keep and the way that we're supposed to keep moving forward. You know, to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to always be moving forward. That is a myth, but yet it is one that's very commonly, um, you know, perpetuated. And the reason why that is that's kind of been tied in with um, growth, like success is just growing, right? Growing bigger, keep uh, going at this certain speed. What's really interesting is that, like you said, 
integration is a process. And honestly, we should look for moments where we are stumbling a little bit. Things are getting a little unclear. We're starting to feel ourselves kind of having to step back, retrace our steps, reflect, be curious, ask questions. Because guess what? That means you're at a growth moment. That means that you just went to an edge and you started growing. And if people think of it just from a developmental perspective, children do this when they're developing their physicality. So we have a toddler that's just totally full out, running, doing great physical things, and all of a sudden they're stumbling all the time, they're falling down, like, what happened? My kid was totally mobile. Well, they just hit a growth spurt. And now they have to learn to take in and integrate all this new wisdom and all this new developmental capacity that they now have. So really we should be celebrating when we stumble if it's coming from a place of integrating a new growth moment. Yeah. No. Definitely. And and I think, you know, maybe some of this is we should talk about sort of from our own experiences and, you know, and how we use it and how it feels because, you know, we're still talking to some degree in concepts. And I think, you know, it's hard to explain integration if you haven't actually experienced it because it's, it's, I don't know, like it's, it's not something you can just put in logical words. It's a feeling or an experience. So like, I know for myself, integration is a big part of my life. Like it's my daily life. Like there is, I am constantly working towards integration. And, and like I said before, you know, like one definition of integration is the state of of combination or the process of combining into completeness or harmony. It's like the organization of the psychological and social traits, you know, of a personality into our harmonious whole. So I actually believe you know, in my belief system, I believe that we are born and all naturally on a journey to integration. Like, I feel like it is like our human destiny that all of us are moving towards more and more and more integration. We can deny integration. We can refuse to work on it. We can refuse to acknowledge it. But I think our sort of higher self or being or soul or whatever your label is, is always working towards more integration. So for me, I've made this a very active part of my life. I, you know, I probably spend as much time working on my personal integration as I do on my business. Like they are very... um, hand in hand, side by side, because I know that my business won't progress without my personal integration. Now, whether that's because it's such an important part of my work or whether that's just because I have no idea. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily true for every single person, but what I do realize as well for my clients as is the more integration they have personally, the more successful their business becomes. Yes. Yes. And I have, just like you, I've learned that the integration, the personal integration is the place to spend more time in my business, especially when I'm kind of curving around, you know, approaching a new corner um, or, or I can't see into the future. And I used to think that if I just went into my brain, right, and just used my smarts and I could just figure it out and I could just push through you know, those were all things that I had been taught to use and they only get you so far because the integration process is the personal self-reflection, the acceptance, the sitting with self, 
long enough to understand what is really emerging here. What do I really desire? Because so much of our business, it has to stay connected to who we are. What are those natural impulses that we have? And how do we use those gifts in the world? How can we grow a business if we're disconnected from ourselves and our truth in that? Right? right. It's like how? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's true for us. I mean, obviously a lot of people yeah. do it. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, yeah. a lot of people are not integrated and they have no focus on integration and growing their business. But what I find, especially for women, is it's not sustainable. Like if our if we are not more integrated and then that isn't reflected in our business, eventually we're gonna have, you know, burnout, we're gonna stumble, we're gonna fail, we're gonna just walk away from what we're creating because it's not aligned. It's not supporting our own personal integration. And I guess, you know, maybe we need to sort of break down and look at, you know, how does that personal integration look in our own lives? You know, what does it feel like? You know, I know for myself, I kind of have a concept or an idea about integration as, you know, we, I believe we are really powerful creators, right? Like souls are beings, or I might call, you know, we have our higher self, like I might use that language. And that being is very integrated. It's very whole. And then what happens when we come, you know, when we're born, when we come to the planet, some people believe that we also bring things from our past lives. We have experiences that we created to some degree, or at least we interpreted the experience we were forced to have. And it's like that part of ourselves is... Uh, we're resistant to experiencing, like we don't want to experience it. We are, we don't like the feeling of it. We want to cut off from it. And so we almost push that part of ourselves out, like out into what you might call the unconscious or the subconscious. You know, we don't, we don't want to experience it. So, you know, I know for myself as some examples, like when I had my first miscarriage, like I, it was such a shock for me because I had literally never, ever, ever thought that my body would produce a miscarriage. Like it was just not even in my consciousness that that would be an experience I could have. And that shock of it made me deny it. Like I didn't want to sort of like accept it and feel it and allow myself to experience all of the pain I had from it. So for a long time, I pushed that experience away. I just kept moving. I just kept growing my business. I just kept, you know, focused on doing. And I sort of like, you know, pretended that that grief didn't exist. And then it was actually getting in the way of me growing my business and me becoming more whole. And so eventually, say maybe a year and a half after my first miscarriage, I had to actually let myself integrate that experience, which for me was accepting it, feeling it, moving through the grief of it, moving through the emotions of it, and, and really allowing myself to, to feel it and experience it fully. Um, whatever sort of feelings I had around it or whatever wounds I had around it. And then it was like over time... I was able to integrate it so that it's not something I have attention on anymore. It's not something that brings up feelings that are negative anymore. Like it's just something, it's an experience I had and, and I fully accepted it. So that's just one example of something I've had to integrate in my life. And there is a lot of examples. <laughs> yes. Well, and that one is so, you know, it speaks to that pain in that it not 
knowing and not expecting that something like this can ever happen to ourselves can lead us to disown that experience because we don't want to feel into it. And, but what you did because of the personal work that you've done all these years, you're like, okay, like, but what happens if I acknowledge all of the different emotions that are coming up, I accept those feelings, those emotions, those sensations, those thoughts, and then I develop a deep intimacy in a being with myself, all of those aspects of self, what happens then? And that is such um, a different way of being with ourselves. Like to me, that is integration. If I was to put it into kind of like <laughs> a little three-step, you know, it's accepting our awareness of self, accepting self, and developing and developing a deep intimacy with self, like a, a knowing that goes beyond the cognitive knowing. It's like in you know in a miscarriage, like you felt into your body, like you felt that not in word, ways that words can describe, because there's aspects of ourself that's nonverbal, and it's a sensing, it's a feeling, grief in the body. And I think that full integration is that you take in all of that. You take in the thoughts around it. You take around your, you know, take in all the feelings, and you take in the body's experience, the sensations. And so many of us are walking around in the world without knowing. There's so much depth, you know, to our experience here. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're afraid. I think we're afraid to actually feel it when that's really where the the joy and the satisfaction is, but it's unknown and it's kind of scary. Yeah, look, it is. And I think what ends up happening over time, if you're really, if you're really focused on integration, this is something that you're, you're willing to embrace is that it's, it doesn't mean that I don't get to points where I'm still resisting the experience or resisting the feelings that are coming up, but I'm, I don't have the same judgments around it, right? Like, whereas the world has a lot of judgments on sitting with experiences, right? Like, you know, so much of it is just get over it. You know, like you can, you can see this a lot with death and grief, you know, especially things like even miscarriages, because, you know, it's just one of the things we'll like get over it you know, like it's done, it's gone. You didn't even have the baby. Like there's all these, you know, I mean, uh, those are really sort of harsh sentiments, but a lot of people think that way. They're like, yeah. you know, just move on. There should, you shouldn't have to grieve it in this much, you know, are you done yet? Like it's been a few months. Do you, are you over it yet? Like there's this whole sort of in our society, grief in general, I think, especially around death of anyone, it's, it's not really held. It's not really supported. It's not really allowed. So then we sort of push it into this corner that we allow it to come out here and there like, oh, here, okay, maybe I'll give myself 30 minutes. Let me feel a little bit. Okay. I'm going to push it back in the corner, <laughs> you know, and we don't, we don't realize that those things are pushing out into our lives unconsciously and therefore stopping us from having more energy, more fulfillment, more freedom, more success. Yes, that's exactly what we're keeping from ourselves is that freedom and that knowing ourselves at a really deep level. I think that we just, we just don't have a lot of examples. You know, this comes back to we're not seeing it and when people aren't talking about this as much, and especially in the world of business, which is one of the reasons why we're so passionate about having these conversations, because really your work in the world as an entrepreneur is an invitation to develop this integration 
because it really has for me, you know, pushed at the edges of all of those lines that I have tried to draw, you know, because I have tried, I have loved the idea of having a strict separation at times from this or that, because anything else would be messy and it would be hard. And it is exactly the blurred line, the messiness, like that is the human experience. And our work as entrepreneurs invites us to dance along those lines, I think, and along those edges in ways that I can't imagine myself being um, given that opportunity quite in that intensity. You know, just if I was working in a, an organization that was, that it would be easy to refer to them as the reason why my lines are too straight or too messy. I could just say, oh, it's their fault. But as an entrepreneur, I have to be like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Like, what am I creating? What am I, um, you know, sort of bringing into existence for myself? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, you know, this our need to integrate is existent always. Like, I don't know anyone who doesn't have anything to integrate. Like literally, I don't think I'll ever get to a place where I'm fully integrated. Like it's always a process of more integration. And so I think this shows up all the time in everything, in relationships, in work, in business, and with it's in parenthood, you know, all of it. And if we haven't been on a path of integration, if we haven't like actually actively worked towards self-development or we don't have people that help us, you know, whether it's healers or chiros or even people that help us with the emotional integration, I think that, you know, we don't always understand what's happening. Like all of a sudden something comes up and we don't know, you know, why is this so challenging? Why does everything feel so hard? Why am I blocked? And some people turn it on themselves. Like... I must be stupid. Like I must not be successful. Like why is this piece here? You know, and and it's it's such a negative way to look at things and I think a challenging way to look at things because the way I look at things is wow, awesome. Now is an opportunity for more integration, which means there's an opportunity for more success down the road. And I think, you know, a lot of people come into my program or, you know, into working with me and they think, um, great, I can just get some tools and you could just tell me what to do and, you know, I'll have success and that's how it works. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. And I think they don't realize how much integration is going to happen in the process, like how many, many things are going to come up that they have to actually work with or feel or accept or let be in order to get to the next level in their business. Most people are stuck in their business because they're unintegrated, because they're, there's blocks and there's wounds and there's pieces of themselves that they haven't been willing to look at. This, that's not the easiest path, you know, but it's really the only path, to be honest. Like if you don't integrate, you can keep spending your entire life trying to walk around what's there to be integrated, but you will have limited success. Like you'll keep hitting a glass ceiling. This is sort of one of those, um, effects are one of those indicators that I look for when I'm working with someone. If they keep hitting a glass ceiling in their life, if they can't seem to get beyond a certain point, I know they have something to integrate internally. And until that integration happens, they're not going to break through the glass ceiling. Yeah. Like that's, that's the little um, nudge. The wise self is actually usual tell us that like there's this thing that you're resentful or that you're um resisting (laughs) and it's the thing that's holding you back and it just wants to be acknowledged 
um, and accepted and brought in and for closer examination. And that's what it is. Like when we talk about these parts, um, all of these kind of slivers of self wanting to be whole again, you know, it's, it, it just kind of makes me think of an image of myself. Like I think I was this little apple that when I was young, you know, I was like, I'm this little apple and I've done all this processing and I'm a whole apple and I totally get it. And then my business came along and was like, really? Cause I'm the apple slicer. And it just like went down my core all my, you know, if anybody uses apple slicers, <laughs> you can see this image. I completely went in all these different directions. And I basically spent the last 10 years, like finding those little pieces and putting them back into a whole apple. And had I not had that split, I would be still going, look at me. I'm such an awesome little apple. Because <laughs> You don't know, like you don't actually know that those parts are disconnected until something comes along and really causes you to say, wait a minute, like how many of these parts do I really own? And what would it be like for me to individually acknowledge each one, find each one, acknowledge what it needs and bring it back into myself? So I don't know. I just got that. It's in my head this, <laughs> like <it>. that <laughs> just sliced me down the core. All my pieces went falling off the table. Oh, and I've been picking them up. I mean, it's so true. And this is why we've, you know, we've always said and talked about this amongst ourselves as well. And probably in this podcast too, is that, you know, business, parenthood and relationships, they're the primary arenas for self-development right there. They bring up and trigger all of these old wounds so that we can see all the unintegrated parts of ourselves. And they're beautiful arenas for that. I mean, I personally, you know, honestly, I've chosen business as my arena because it brings up so much opportunity for integration. Like I know for myself, my mission or my impulse, as I've talked about a lot of times, you know, sort of what I see purpose, life purposes is an impulse. My impulse is congruity. My impulse is integration. And therefore, I'm always looking for the unintegrated parts in myself and other people and, and always looking at how can we come into more wholeness. And I think one of the things we sort of have to talk about is the masculine and feminine with regards to this topic because, and again, we're not talking about men and women. We're talking about masculine and feminine. And each of us has a masculine and feminine component to who we are. And we're somewhere on the spectrum. So a lot of women are just more on the feminine spectrum, you know, and then they have a smaller piece of their masculine. And some women are more on the masculine spectrum and they've got a smaller piece of feminine. And it's all about who you are naturally, not who you've learned to become. But I think when we're talking about the masculine feminine energy around this topic, we have to look at the masculine energy in general is about action. It's about going. It's about, you know, doing. It's not about integration. It's actually about creation, which is amazing, right? We want a part of ourselves that is creating and we want parts in the world that are creating. But what we've lost with suppression of the feminine over the years is our ability to integrate because that is feminine. Acceptance, beingness, integration is a very feminine energy. And what has happened in the world is we've put all the value and all the attention and focus on creation and we've lost the ability for integration. And the reason why I want to bring that up specifically and sort of dive into that and talk about that is because it's like yin and yang or you know, duality or have you want to look at black and white or night and day without one, 
we are going to have an imbalance, a, a terrible imbalance. We, we, you know, with just one, we actually need both sides in order to be whole and to order to be balanced. And so this is where I think we're moving in the world is that we need a lot more of the integration side because we've had so much creation for so long. I agree. Yeah. There's been so much action and focus on forward movement and it's time now. And it's interesting, even just what's happening astrologically. You've heard people talk about um, that there's been a lot in the planets and with the eclipse and the moon. And because there's a lot of the energy right now is about allowing people to pull back and slow down and process. So it's really interesting, I feel. And, and you know, and a lot of the challenges that we have environmentally, like where we have um, concerns about Mother Earth, you know, I feel like she's, she's a teacher too. And she's kind of looking at, well, so much of what has happened has been like this conquering, you know, just constantly conquering and taking. And there hasn't been enough focus on renewal and reseeding and being with something like you said to integrate. It's not just about that forward movement and constantly um, thinking of things as if they're, I don't know, there's this also this misbelief that we can exhaust ourselves. And I think as just global citizens, like we are seeing a time in the world where humans are reaching this tipping point. It's like, really, are we just really going to keep going and keep going without regard for, is this sustainable? How many future generations is this going to support? You know, there's just so much out there that is forward, forward, fast speed forward. And the feminine is needed. And that's why it's so important that we keep speaking to the feminine, like you said, not about that all women know what it means to be feminine. Men and women can embrace feminine values. And that's what we're speaking to is like, how do you bring more of that? How do you advocate for that in the world of business and just in our world in general? Yeah. And I think the piece is you ha- we have to stop doing like, you know, this yeah. is like integration cannot happen from action. And I think we have to talk about that because, you know, the idea is that somehow we can do the integration, even, you know, even people who are, um, you know, very conscious of the concept or, you know, talk about it or we, like, we, we can't do integration. <laughs> like, I mean, and this is the beauty of it. Like I, like integration is an automatic when we're not in the way. So what ends up happening is, is our bodies are always integrating when we're not in the way of that, when we're not blocking that, and we block by doing, we block by trying to take action, we block by controlling. And so there is this art and this dance I believe we have to have in business. If we really want to succeed, if we really want to become confident, if we want to have power, which is what I'm actually about, and if we want to empower women, it, it cannot be through doing. And we have to totally flip the script on that because everyone is out there trying to do more and empower people. And no, it actually happens from being, it happens from sitting with, it happens from doing nothing. <laughs> like, 
like there's this and not doing nothing by watching Netflix, right? Right. Like actually intentional yeah. being. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, like let yeah. me just clarify that a little bit. But um, <laughs> look, and I was just thinking, Laura, and maybe you could explain. I was thinking about Peter Levine and some of the um examples of the is it a tiger hmm. that he talks about and how they do natural yeah. integration? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the training that I have for the somatic piece that I do is called somatic experiencing. And Peter Levine is the person who created this theory. And it comes from his particular experience studying the human um, mind and then understanding and observing the behavior and the physiology of animals. And he noticed that in the wild, animals would be challenged by threats And they would simply rebound from that experience. They would have like a freeze or a flea. And then once the threat was gone, they would stay with that experience and their body would shake and release whatever adrenaline, whatever that extra cortisol stress hormone was produced in the body. It would release it naturally and then the animal would go on. And he was like, I'm not observing any trauma in these animals. They seem to be with the threat to feel it, to let it release and to move on. When humans are threatened, they get stuck often in the experience and Mm. the prefrontal part of the brain becomes involved and decides to have a story about if it's bad or, or, you know, what's going to happen in my shaking and whatever I feel is bad and I have to stop it. So we get in the way because of our thinking mind and we start doing, like you're saying, we start doing something, stop the shaking, do something to make myself contain. Like I need to just get over it. I need to stop feeling this way. So we start using our neocortex. Animals simply don't get in the way of their own natural healing response. So he started understanding how can we teach ourselves? How can we as humans learn from that? And it is so much of learning to be with your sensations long enough to watch them do what they know to do and allow the body to do what it knows to do. This deep, innate wisdom that we have had for millennial, but we just don't trust ourselves to do it. And so you bring up a very good point in just our current modern world. Without that trust, without that ability to be, then we're shortcutting experiences. And instead of making us wiser, making us more adaptive, it's actually creating more trauma or more challenges or places of being stuck and places of being blind to our true needs so that we're not evolving in a way that we would otherwise. Exactly. And that is, so the way that I look at sort of the, the tiger as an example, or animals, when they yeah. shake it off and it, like, that is integration. Yes. We yes. Do is we stop integration by pushing those experiences out, by covering over them, by creating over them, by doing over them. And so we never actually integrate them. And so then what's happening is throughout our lives, those experiences are pushing back against us. It's like, you know, they're, they're pushing back into, to be integrated because they naturally want to be integrated or we are designed for integration. So it's like, they're pushing back and they're, they're triggering us and they're, they're pushing on us and they, all they want to do is be accepted. <laughs> like It's like these, you can see these little children you know, of yourself out there, like, please just accept me, just feel me. And once you feel it, and once you accept it, it integrates, like it's no longer that thing that you've been pushing out. 
And if you I look love at that. Yes. Yeah. And if you look at it in terms of energy, it takes so much energy to hold all those kids out. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that was what he was finding is like, wow, the animals are fine and they're running on in their life and the, and the humans are stuck and they're having all this chronic pain or they're having, you know, um, depression and anxiety. And yes, just like the natural human design is to know how to intuitively be with those things and to move the body and release energy in the body in a way that heals and releases and doesn't keep us stuck in that moment. And I actually, the tiger, the reason you're thinking specifically of that animal, he did observe tigers and he observed many other animals, but his book, it's such a great title because he called his first book, Waking the Tiger. And it's about that waking, that instinct, that primal knowing and wisdom of the body inside of us, waking it up and knowing that it's there and just being with it. And people are, I mean, even now people, clients will come and they're intrigued and they'll sit in my office and they still want me to tell them like, well, what's the plan? Like, how are you going to do this for me? <laughs> like, explain it. <laughs> like, so you do know that we're talking about being, being with the body and there's not really a, a quick fix here, except that we're going to go and I'm going to help you. So you're not having to do this on your own meditation cushion. Um, but it's so much of it is learning to reflect and be in and waken these natural processes in the body that we've disowned or that we've, you know, never, we never have awakened those within ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And like, I cannot tell you how important this process is for your success in business. Like I cannot emphasize it enough. You know, this is what so many people are stuck in. This is why so many people aren't succeeding. This is where it is so key. Like you cannot have freedom and fulfillment if you don't work on integration. You know, you might have money, like you might be able to get to a place in your business where you have money, but you'll eventually get to a place where you either it's not sustainable, you crash and burn, or there's no fulfillment and freedom, even though you have tons of money. And this is the, you know, the illusion in the world right now is that if I just have a million dollars, I'll be fine. Everything will be great. No, that is not how it works. And, you know, I think this is, this is really important. And so you definitely can get support with this. So, you know, like Laura, you know, obviously does integration, you know, there's lots of sort of modalities that work with um, personal integration, psychological integration. This is something I handle in my program as well as helping my clients integrate. So the integration can happen on many levels, but even as a starting point, what I would suggest is that you create space for it because integration cannot happen without space. And so, you know, some of the things that I have my clients start with is like creating a half a day as an example where you just allow yourself to be. So you can go out in nature if that's a thing that you really like. You can journal if that's a thing that really works. You're basically allowing yourself to be with yourself, to be with your feelings, to let things come up as they do, and to not control everything, to not have a task list, to just actually give yourself space to be. It's imperative for success. And so I think that that's at least a way you could start. Hmm, I love that. It's because you don't need to spend any money. You just pick a day <laughs> and it can be, like you said, just walks in the park and being with your journal. It can be indoors or outdoors and just finding, and even you may not even know where to start and that's okay. It's like, I don't even know where I want to go. I don't know what I like. And so giving yourself permission to just try that out, be curious, go into an environment that you think you would enjoy and check that out. 
and see how you feel. And then if that didn't quite resonate, go into a different environment. Maybe you do want people around you. Maybe you went to a quiet space and now you want to try a more social space. Like try different things because until we start sitting with ourselves, we often don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah. And I think it's really important to just clarify as well that there needs to be space for self-reflection, you know, so it isn't, um, you know, sitting and watching movies or getting lost in social media. Like none of that is the right space. It actually needs to be space that allows for self-reflection. So whether I, like I said, that's journaling or sitting in nature or even going to an art gallery There's so many things in which that can happen, but it's really giving yourself the space to allow feelings to surface, to allow thoughts to surface, and then just sitting with them, not judging with them, not pushing them away, not trying to avoid them, not distracting yourself. And this is what a lot of people are doing with um, movies or, you know, social media or busyness. You know, that's a common thread in busyness is they're just trying to not feel. Yeah. And we are so, we are so used now used to having ourselves plugged in or having something happening in front of us that it can be just quite the exercise to sit with ourselves, like you said, and to reflect. And a a dear friend of mine, um, and you know her as well, Sonia, is Renee Trudeau, who teaches self-renewal workshops. And she talks about, she terms it a date with the wise self, like just create a date not just with self, like being alone with self, but the idea of being, you know, on this, in this plane with yourself, with your wise self. And that might be a nice little coffee shop or it might be, um, you know, out in the middle of the park, but you really are being intentional of, of um, communing with this deep, wise self that wants you to listen. It wants you to slow down. It's been ready for you to, yeah, for it to awaken. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hear me out. Yeah. And, so. and, you know, just be aware, like, cause I give these, these exercises a lot to my clients and they struggle. Like, it's not an easy thing. Like sometimes it sounds like, oh, that sounds so amazing. And then when you go to do it, you'll notice that doubts, fears, judgment on yourself comes up oh, you should really be working right now. You should be really be accomplishing that huge to-do list that you know is sitting on your desk right now. Like you really should be doing that. And so, you know, I just encourage you to just, again, notice all of those things that come up, all the doubts, all the ways that you judge yourself, all the ways that you beat yourself up for not doing. And you just acknowledge that as part of the process. Like that's, you know, you don't, you don't respond to it and you don't create from it. You just be with it. You be with all of those self judgments and all of those ways that you might beat yourself up and all of this. And you just notice it because that is a very, very common experience when you start this process. And, um, you know, but I mean, I really just want to say I'm giving you permission (laughs) as a business coach. So you can pretend I'm your business coach. If I'm not, you know, as a business coach, I'm giving you permission to make this a priority in your business. This will forward your business. So it's really important to, to think about that. I love that. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. 
You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, talk to you next week.